Welcome to Zoni Living. Today you'll meet an innovative, business-minded couple, Tim and Ruth Ellen Alinsky. The two love the outdoors. They also love rural Arizona. They live in Cottonwood, where Tim is the mayor, and they both enjoy camping with their daughters and exploring the wildlands. Not long ago, when their vintage 1952 camper was on its last wheels, Mayor Tim decided he could build a better camper. So he got to work and from scratch created a prototype. Today, Tim and Ruth Ellen own and operate the Pin Drop Travel Trailer Company, and through that are creating jobs and contributing to the economy of Miami, Arizona, where they have their manufacturing plant. Tim and Ruth Ellen Alinsky are with me now in the studio. Welcome, you two. Hi, good afternoon. So good to have you here. Thanks for having us. Now, I know that you both are very business-minded. I know Tim being the mayor and being on the city council for 18 years. And Ruth Ellen, you are the director of the Small Business Development Center in Yavapai County. Correct. So how did you use your business skills and come up with this business idea? It was a road trip. I mean, when all great ideas are born, right? We had a nice <laughs> long road trip up to Montana to visit my brother who had moved up there from the valley. And uh, we were pulling our prototype, the one that I had built in the shop. And it, it got such rave reviews on the road that uh, it, Ruth Ellen, you know, we kind of looked at each other and she said, I think it's time to start a business manufacturing these tra uh, travel trailers. And it was just an idea, you know, coming up with the name and, and jumping in. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to show a picture right now of the Pindrop Camper as we describe its amenities. You call this a micro camper with all the common conveniences and comforts of home, constructed in a tight, tiny shell, made for off-road travel, off-grid living, and camping. It's also eco-friendly and lightweight, and you've tested this many times with your daughters, Lila and Faye. Tim, walk us through this camper. Mm -hmm. Tell us about this. Sure. So at its core, it's a solar-powered, self-contained camper, right? So all the electrical systems and everything is, is designed to be run off the sun indefinitely. Uh, it's a super-insulated cabin with a queen-size mattress, and it's got a really dynamic kitchen. The kitchen, we put a lot of thought into the design. So you open up the rear hatch, just like the old teardrop-style campers, That you know, the rear hatch opens up, but our kitchen kind of pulls out. So you you find yourself standing in a U-shaped galley kitchen. You've got a two-burner stove, cold uh, food storage options, a deep stainless steel uh, sink, music, lights. Music, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we we wire it for sound, you know. Mm -hmm. Sounds wonderful. Yep. Uh, Ruth Ellen, mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you about the marketing and communications of the trailer. Mm -hmm. What is it that people tell you is the bell ringer for them? Mm -hmm. There's a few, I think, differentiating factors of a pin drop. I think, uh, as Tim mentioned, the, the galley kitchen is probably the biggest um, draw for people who are um, campers and even those that maybe are uh, not as uh, into camping because it makes it so easy and um, accessible for all your common kind of kitchen cooking uh, needs out on the road. So I think the kitchen's the, the, the biggest draw. I think the cabin with its um, uh, super insulation just keeps you really cozy at night. So again, for those that aren't necessarily the camping kind. What we found is people are like, hmm, I could do this. I, okay. I could do this in this in this kind of um, camper. Not too scary. Now, you guys created this about five years ago and yet uh, had lots of ideas for where to take it for trade shows and lots mm -hmm. of places to show it off. 
But then that little thing like a global pandemic hit (laughs) sort of changed things. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your journey. How did Mm -hmm. that work out? Mm -hmm. Well, we were really at that time, we were a a brand new business. So I think um, people just didn't know about us yet. And um, I do think that it was a real opportunity for us because people decided at that time they wanted to get out into the middle of nowhere um, away from people and still, um, you know, get out of, get out of their home and out of the house. And so it was, it was really an opportunity to showcase pin drop. I think that, um, we had to pivot a bit as many businesses did. We talked about that word a lot over (laughs) the pandemic. Um, but we, we started a rental program. So we had a couple units where people could rent, uh, the travel trailers and take them out and not necessarily commit to purchasing. So. And do you still have the rental piece of your business? We do. We um, we actually work with another local business here in Phoenix that okay. purchased a pin drop, and they handle all the rentals that come through oh, our business. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. And then I know you also got a lot of help and a lot of support from Moonshot. And Moonshot, of course, is an Arizona nonprofit that brings businesses and entrepreneurs and resources together so that mm-hmm. you can expand and get started and how has your experience been with Moonshot? It, it, it's been great. Now, we, they, they asked us to pitch for the, the Globe Miami area. And, you know, we really didn't have the, the time or the bandwidth to do it, but I committed to, to pitching at that event. And so we, we were able to, to win uh, in that area. So what and does winning on. mean? So you give a pitch, so it's like a Shark Tank kind of experience, yeah. right? And then the grand prize... The grand prize then was the opportunity to go up to Flagstaff, oh, okay. yeah, and pitch, you know, for the entire state. Okay, so, so you that, won the local contest. Yeah, we won the local contest, and 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 that was great because they give you all the training and the, and they walk you through your your pitch and and I mean really they they wrap your their arms around you and really help. So this you. training is great for you to pitch to investors sure. or to at trade shows. Yep. So it's it's applicable to many different things besides. Yep. The moonshot pitch, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and it uh, also the the connections that we made through moonshot and, and all of their network has really been great for us. We got connected with the to the Arizona Manufacturers Extension Program and other other businesses and and just opportunities to to help grow our business. That's really been one of the bigger benefits of getting involved with the moonshot folks. And how was that? Was that scary giving the pitch, or did it give you confidence? <laughs> it or did was you very feel? scary. <laughs> yes, it was very scary. There was some very high caliber, uh, you know, people there to save the world. So uh, mm-hmm. to pitch against them was uh, was very nerve wracking. I was humbled to have won. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. We're excited that you won and excited that that gave you uh, more resources and more connections to keep going. I want to switch to another element of the story. So, Tim, you grew up in Payson, and that's, of course, another rural Arizona town. And you've seen firsthand what happens to communities when industries like forestry and mining come to a stop. And uh so I'm curious, tell us about your experience and also why and how you chose Miami as the place that you wanted to build this product. Mm-hmm. Sure. So growing up in Payson, I grew up just a little bit north of Payson, and it really was kind of a Tom Sawyer existence for me. It was a great place to grow up mm. as a boy. The East Verde River was right there, and the community was small um, and very family-oriented. And so Julia Randall Elementary, where I went to school, was just down the road from the sawmill, and the sawmill employed you know, many families in, sure. in, in, a, in the Payson area. And I do recall the day that they, the teachers, you know, announced that the sawmill was going to be closing down. And so they had the whole class be very, very quiet. So we hear that last whistle blow that would end the shift and ended, you know, the industry up there in, in rim country. And so that, that really, 
uh, impacts kind of what I do now as mayor in Cottonwood and certainly impacts how we um, choose to start businesses and where we choose to start them. So Miami, Arizona is a place that reminds me a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, Payson when I was growing up there. Um, Payson has changed a lot since the, the industry left, but Miami still kind of has that, that blue-collar, uh, family-oriented feel. Mm-hmm. And so, plus we fell in love with it. I mean, it's a beautiful historic district. People are wonderful. And so it was really a natural fit to start Pin Drop right there in historic downtown Miami AZ. Now let's talk about the historic aspect. So I understand you have buildings, a building or more than one building that's mm-hmm. Historic, and you are turning those into not just a manufacturing plant, but what else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the main facility is 115 year old. Uh, it's port. It's 12 inch thick poured concrete, two story structure. It's That's a massive. Not really going anywhere. It's not stunning. going anywhere. Stunning, yeah. stunning building. Yeah, built by miners uh, yeah. to last, and so I bet um, it's basically just a, a wide open space downstairs, and so we really uh, uh, shoehorned our manufacturing facility right in that building. And it, over the years, it's been a, a restaurant saloon. Upstairs was probably a you know it was a boarding house perhaps a brothel you know it's 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 a mining town so I wouldn't be too <laughs> or, surprised yeah sure sure our history yeah and then there's you know a muffler shop in it over the years they sold Pontiacs out of there they they stored core samples for the mine out of there so it's really been you name it it's probably been it in that building and now now it's manufacturing travel trailers so which is wonderful and then we've outgrown that space a bit so we bought another piece of property just across the highway uh, from our facility. And it's, it has a structure on it, which is also historic. We've uh, restored that, and it's absolutely lovely. It's a short-term rental. So we use that for guests that are coming in out of state to pick up their pin drop. They've got a nice landing base. They can stay a night, get refreshed, nice. go over their pin drop the next mm-hmm. day. We're leaving it open on the weekends for uh, visitors through the Miami area to try to encourage some, some tourism in that copper corridor, as well as hosting uh, different uh, folks in the trades or in the industry when they come out to visit uh, we've got a place for them to stay. And then on that property, there's a whole other uh, lot, basically, that we're going to um, put up some structures there to do all of our steel fabrication and everything uh, in that facility. So it'll be a big expansion for us. And not only is the Pendrop Manufacturing Plant in Miami, they're also thinking about affordable housing in that community as well. So tell us a little bit about how that plays into the sites that you have there. Mm-hmm. Sure. So... Uh, the, what we call the factory, where we actually manufacture the, the pin drops, it has a second story above it. And so we've gutted that. Um, it had up to 18 apartment units up there at one time, which was really tight quarters. This sounds huge. Yeah. But we've, we've scaled that down. We've, we've got plans now for five apartment units up okay. there. And we know that when we scale up, we're going to need to, to hire mm-hmm. more people. And housing is a real issue in that community, you know, as it is across rural Arizona. Sure. So we want to be able to, to already have a solution in place for the housing uh, mm-hmm. issue. That is so forward thinking. And I love how you guys not only have the business, but you also bring a sense of community to the area as well. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, um, one of the the big things that we're doing are are kind of these pop-up movie night uh, events right in downtown Miami. And that idea kind of came from um, really our own experience with our our kids and, and being out in the middle of the desert and bringing along a projector and and powering up a movie in the middle of nowhere, completely unplugged and solar powered, right? Yep, yep, right. Wonderful. Running it right off the solar power, and we thought this would be really fun to do this, um, you know, in downtown Miami for the community too. So we we started that uh, this spring. I think we did the first one, and we did several over the summertime, and would just park the pin drop in the Miami Memorial Park. It's a veterans park, and um, uh, what we call is is uh, 
uh, pop-up movie night powered by pin drop is sure. kind of how we great advertising that. yes by the way and um, we can do those completely unplugged and we invite community out to watch a movie on the big screen up on up on a uh, actually it's a wall of a an old historic building oh so. okay that that sounds like so much fun perfect <laughs> for small communities you both have experience in how to run and grow businesses. Ruth Ellen, I know that you are always helping with entrepreneurs, and I know that you've been a general contractor, Tim, for years. Uh, with with 18 years on the city council as well, Tim, and mayor of Cottonwood, what advice do you have for businesses that are looking to start a startup and uh, looking to grow and looking to bring jobs and, and benefit mm-hmm. economies in small towns? Yeah. I, I'll start. I I've said this before, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is, it's not glamorous. It is, uh, what I like to say, really sweaty. It's, <laughs> That's a nice it's, way to put it. It takes a lot of grit and a lot sure. of grind, you know, and um, you've got to be in it for the long haul. There's a lot of um, upswings, but there's probably a lot more downswings, especially when you're getting started. So I think it just, um, you have to, be ready for serious challenges and know that it is a climb. And we have a lot of plans. We're so excited about a lot of different projects and things that we're um, thinking about on down the road. And you just have to keep your eye on the prize, you know, Mm -hmm. keep your eye on the prize and what's coming down the pike. Yep. Yeah. And I would say if you're thinking of starting a business in, in a rural corner of the state and we're, you know, we're definitely advocates for trying to get more mm-hmm. folks to come out to Miami, Arizona, you know, and, and there's other corners across the state too, but we are passionate right now at the opportunity that, that exists in Miami. And I would just, I would stress to everyone, you know, just know your community well, you know, fall in love with it and get very familiar with it. You know, not every business is going to be a good fit for the community that you have your sights on, you know, so you really need to know it well. Uh, and then you, you got to find the partners. It's really critical, especially mm. in rural that, Mm-hmm. Um, you have those strong partnerships. It could be with other businesses or, or the chamber or other folks, you know, across the state, but you need to have strong partnerships uh, to make it work. And then I think what's important, and I think what we're doing well is to really share this story of, you know, mm-hmm. why, like, why did, why did we settle in Miami? And that's people, you know, they're, they're shocked to learn when they see our product. You know, they think it came from a, a plant in the Midwest somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're shocked to learn that it that it's manufactured not just in Arizona, but manufactured in a historic town of a population fifteen hundred in Arizona. They just can't believe it, you know. And it's a great story, and I think it inspires others to think, "Wow, okay, well, I I, I would have assumed that this came from a, a metropolitan area, but I guess I guess you don't have to, you know, fall for that. You know, you can you can still support a, a community outside." Uh, the metro area. And that's, that's part of our story. Well, you're proving that for sure. So what do we have to look forward to in the coming year? Well, a big um, partnership that just kind of, kind of came to fruition is um, alongside Arizona State Parks and um, some, um, the, the AZ Hikeaholics, who are these avid hikers is that and a travelers. It is, AZ? it's a couple of people. It's two people who, <laughs> okay. um, who have a big influence in the social media world and they've taken out a pin drop now. And the idea of course is to um, increase traction around our, our Arizona state parks and just bring attention to all that the state parks have to offer. Mm, So we're partnering with them and there's actually a photo contest going on right now. You can submit photos 
to the Arizona State Parks uh, photo contest. It's the, I think it's opt outside Mm -hmm. photo contest and uh, be entered to win uh, exciting prizes, including a two night stay and a pin drop in, uh, at the Dead Horse Ranch State Park in Cottonwood. So that's that's exciting. Let me ask you real quick. How many people can you fit in, in a pin drop Mm -hmm. trailer? Mm -hmm. Great question. Six. Six. Believe it or not. Yeah. It's got a queen size mattress in the cabin, right? So that's two. Uh-huh. The awnings um, that pull out from the side of the pin drop can have enclosed rooms that attach to the awning, right? Okay. So you can sleep another two in there, and that's where we'll sleep our daughters, you know, put cots in there. So is that an upgrade to have yeah, the Yeah, it's awnings? an upgrade, okay. yeah. And okay. then you can also put a rooftop tent on the pin drop, so you can sleep another two uh, up top. So it sounds like there's lots of ways to maneuver and, and yes. add accessories to it. Yep. So what are we talking as a base price? Is that... Yeah, 20, the the range is like twenty six to thirty six thousand. So okay. uh, twenty six thousand one hundred eighty dollars will buy you a vintage, and that includes a sales tax. And the vintage, it's called the vintage because it looks just exactly like the old vintage teardrop trailers. Um, so there won't be any roof racks on it or awnings or any of the other accessories. Okay. But we manufacture each one exactly the same, so that any upgrade we offer can be added at any point in time. So a lot of our customers will come; they'll buy a vintage or or a Roadrunner, which is kind of the next grade up. And then after camping in it for a year or so, they decide, you know, I really wish I'd gotten the fridge. Um, instead of, so we pull out the, the ice chest, the Canyon Cooler ice chest, okay. and it's already pre-wired for the fridge. We just plug it in and, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Same with any of the other components, the roof rack, the, the fender racks for additional water storage. Anything that we offer can be added at any time. And I would say, too, the vintage model, you're really starting with uh, a fully loaded trailer it still has all of the solar power it has all the light features the stereo system all those great things that make a pin drop what what they are and then it's some of these um, kind of extras or exchanges that you can do that um, kind of beef it up and I think you were telling me about your target market and it's Mm -hmm. really it encompasses everybody but there's two key areas that I wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. it seems like the retirees are really interested, and then and then the beginners, the mm-hmm. uh, just you know out of college group or the yep. young families. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your audience. Yeah, I would say for sure what we call active boomers, um, those that are recent uh, empty nesters okay. whose um, kids are out of the house and they're ready to start hitting the road, traveling around. Um, and, you know, enjoying national parks and state parks and maybe even some off-road adventures. And then, yeah, I would say just active uh, younger folks who might be um, into a variety of uh, adventure or, or sports like mountain biking or um, adventure hiking or what else would you say? Yeah, kayaking, water sports, that yep. sort of thing. Water and sports. all these things, you've got racks and mm-hmm. things to, mm-hmm. to hold them together on mm-hmm. your pin drop. Yes, correct. Yeah, and I, I think another big piece of this is you can you can just roll into a campground too in a pin drop. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. you don't have to be this kind of extreme, you know, <laughs> Most of <us> off-road <laughs> camp right? person, mm-hmm. although a pin drop is fully ready for that kind of experience too. So we, it really does. It's, it's a, it's a nice blend where you can just roll into a campground, you pull in, you open the kitchen and you are like completely set up. And then you can also, you know, go off road, um, maybe even on some, some pretty burly, Mm -hmm. um, rocky, um, unkempt roads in Arizona or beyond and, and still have all you need and the trailer does great. Yep. Tim, I remember reading about how much water you could mm-hmm. store in this, mm-hmm. and that would keep you out 
mm-hmm. in the yeah. wildlands for, for days, right? Yeah, it, yeah, we can stow 44 gallons of water on a pin drop. So uh, that's that's an impressive amount of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, even larger RVs, you know, don't, don't, have, that don't have that kind of capacity. So, yeah, we, we've got um, – it comes standard with 12. Then there's additional fender racks you can install to, to carry additional water. And then we have solar showers as well. So each tank holds 10 gallons of hot pressurized water on top of the roof rack. So, so it, hot showers even. Even hot showers, yeah. Okay, fantastic. That gets you ready for another two yeah. days. That's what I always say. If I yeah, could just right. have a shower, I could go another two days. And that was actually yeah. the inspiration behind the showers. Like, yeah. if I could have a shower, I could stay that, out. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> and you also mentioned the Canyon Coolers, mm-hmm. which is also mm-hmm. a, a Northern Arizona product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I have one. I know they're oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. gave them to everybody I could think of in my family. Uh, yeah. um, anybody who loves being outdoors, yeah. a really good product. So that comes with the original vintage pinda. model. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So right. we actually designed our kitchen around uh, the Canyon cooler. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was it was just imperative that that cooler would fit in there. It's solid. Yeah. It's a super insulated cooler, mm-hmm. super insulated product. Mm-hmm. The the pin drop super insulated cabin. So it just made sense, and we like to support whenever we can, the Arizona-based businesses. So it was a natural fit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Rural Arizona, mm-hmm. the Arizona-based economies mm-hmm. and businesses. That's fantastic. Yep. Well, best of luck to you both. Thank uh, you. It's really been fun hearing about pin drop campers, and <laughs> I hope to see one in person really soon. Yeah. Uh, for, we hope we hope to get you out camping soon. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's wait for the weather to uh, not be <laughs> winter yep. anymore. Yep. But um, <laughs> that, that sounds fantastic. So thank you both for joining me today. Thanks, Thanks, Bonnie. Bonnie. Thank you. You can learn more about Pin Drop Travel Trailers at www.pindroptraveltrailers.com and find out more about Tim and Ruth Ellen Alinsky, their business, and Moonshot at flagstaffbusinessnews.com and quadcitiesbusinessnews.com. My Pin Drop business takeaways are fall in love with your community, find people who believe in your product, create partnerships, and share your story. This is Zoni Living business, adventure, and leadership. I'm Bonnie Stevens.